0: Welcome back, everybody, to Your Creativity. This is Dylan on another Skype call to the East Coast. We've been doing quite a few of these lately. Um, today we've got some uh, super special guests. They have a cool thing that they're doing, and I just wanted to share it with everybody. We're on, uh, we're on the call with Ashley and uh, Joseph, who um, do multi Multiprops. W- what is Lilu Multiprops?
1: Um, we um, have a different uh things that we do but we um do private signings with um pop culture uh celebrities um and we also um kind of do touring with um screen use props and costumes at conventions as well
0: have you heard of salt lake comic-con or fanix uh
1: we have actually
2: we we've never we've never been there, we've heard of them. We've
1: heard of them, yeah. But we've never been that far out. Yeah, that, kind
0: of... that's the big one here. It's yeah. I can get you connected, but that'll be later. <laughs> yeah,
2: well um, we, we definitely uh we don't have any plans for it yet, but we will uh we will eventually travel. For, we'd love to get like
1: out that. there. Yeah.
2: We have some pretty iconic stuff from uh, movies and T V shows and we plan on building on that on that uh stock and collection. And it's like a traveling museum. We bring it around we offer maybe one or two big iconic eye catchers as uh, like photo ops, we set up like a red rope and stuff. And we we offer unique items and collectibles that are half of them might be signed by some of these hard to get or rare celebrities
0: that we try to work with. What have been some of the what have been what have been some of those big props that you've brought to to places?
2: Um the biggest one that we own uh, is actually from Hughes playhouse we actually own his uh, video booth, video party. the Skype before the Skype
0: oh nice
2: mm-hmm. um, so we were, we had that at two different conventions over uh, not too far from us um, and they were a big hit so it's not that easy to lug around because of the size of the crate um, but we were open to conventions bringing us in we've had a couple of small offers um, for 2020 and we just hope that that grows um, we just acquired recently uh, a
3: bunch of Silent Hill
2: props, life-size props. We actually own, uh, we now own Pyramid Head, um, B Pyramid Head. From nice. From the first. We own one of the nurses from head to toe and uh, some of the other creatures. And there's already one horror, small horror convention that wants to uh, consider bringing us in to have like a nice little room set up like a Silent Hill funnel.
0: That, that's awesome. How, how did you guys get involved with this?
1: We've uh, been going to conventions for before we were together as separately <laughs> as fans, um, and then we when we met and started dating, um, and moved in together, kind of combined forces, and we were going to these conventions, getting our separate st- our stuff signed and whatever, and we looked at each other like, "Why are we doing this just for us? When we could be helping other people get stuff signed?" and there were stuff there were things that we wanted by other people. We we're like, why can't we get these people to sign our items? And it kind of just kind of grew from there with the autographs and then with the prop side. Um I was kind of influenced it's a funny story. Um by I saw the documentary. Um uh, it was actually shortly after Carrie Fisher died. Um and I think uh, her brother Todd put out the um documentary early. I think he Decided to put it out a couple months early on H. I think it was HBO, um, and uh, I think it was the documentary of the relationship between Carrie and her mom. And yeah, I remember they, that. The, uh, it was a great documentary, actually. Uh, in that documentary, they kind of discuss um, all the collectibles that Carrie and her and um, Debbie Reynolds had amassed, <laughs> and their goal of opening a like Hollywood museum for props and costumes. And it never obviously came to fruition, but if you think about it, there's never going to be unless you go to like an Area 51 type location where it's remote, there in, in a metropolitan area, there'll never be a location big enough.
2: Right. Because
1: yeah. so many costumes, so many props. You need like a, a hangar sized location. Um, and then that's going to be so remote that it would have to be like a complex with a hotel and all this. It's just mind-boggling the logistics to, in order to create this. And they had a brilliant idea. So my thought was influenced by that because I think it's a, such a great idea. that And then there is really nothing besides like small exhibitions that come through. Museums like the Museum of the Moving Image here in New York City, and in um, I think it's Astoria, um, or Long Island City, and things like right on the cusp there, um, uh, which is a great museum. I love that museum. Um, so these little ex- exhibitions come through, but why not have an exhibition that kind of goes to these conventions, um, that like pops like a pop up, like pops around, um. And rotates with a theme or whatever it is after we amass, like, a collection. Um, And that way you can kind of reach more people as opposed to people coming to a central location. So it kind of influenced and then kind of evolved in my head um, more on the prop side um, as opposed to our thoughts with us. we, we like to hit
2: different areas because we, we, we both know what it's like to be a fan and not be able to <clears throat> see some of this stuff or be able to travel to see see this, whether it's because I don't have access to a car or whatever transportation. So if we can bring it closer to people, I mean, it, it helps. I mean, we, we want to provide a nice service and a nice product for, for the fans. And we got to a point where... Um, I'm, I remember myself. I, I was doing consignments for for friends of mine that were um, either in another country or on the on the other side of the uh, side of the states that couldn't make it to either New York Comic Con or whatever small horror con I might be going to. So they're sending me their collectibles and just sending me funds to get it signed for them. And like Ashley said, it's, well, why don't we make this a little bit bigger? And we try to hard to get people i service for some of these fans I can't get to these conventions.
1: a lot of these hard to get um actors prefer the private um signing setting as opposed to meeting fans. They might have you know, social anxiety or they might prefer the intimate setting of signings and stuff like that or their schedule may just not allow um a full day, full weekends schedule of a convention, but may have a couple hours to spare to do a private signing. So, um, it might be more accessible for us to get someone to order to get for a convention in a private signing in a room where they come in for a couple hours, some X amount of items, and we're able to provide, provide a service for our customers, whereas they may never get them in a convention setting. Um, in person so
2: it's fun too it's like a hunt
1: yeah.
2: we we call we refer to them as unicorns and we have yeah. our own little private unicorn list
1: we hunt the unicorns so
2: we, <laughs> when we first started this whole uh, whole journey we sat down one night and it was several nights and we just started making a list of all, all the unicorns that we would love to work with and they're all people that you, if you post it online Uh, would you like to see this person out at a convention or at a signing? Every single person would be, ah, they'll never do it. This person tried, this person tried, they'll never do it in a million years. So that's the list that we have. And one of the top three people um, that we wanted to gun for was Jeff Anderson. And that's what we got from a lot of people when we started hitting the agents and stuff. Between the two of us, we know a handful of them. So we started just getting the word out, saying, hey, we want this person, this person. Every single person that we talked to, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. He's not gonna do it. He's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. He turned this down. He turned that down. After a year's worth of hard, hard work, it happened. Yeah. We, <laughs> so I mean, ne- never say never. I mean, um, definitely big thanks to uh, to, to ZSC yes. Entertainment for yeah. um, the agent that uh, that um, oh, worked with. Okay. Yeah, they've sure. got
0: a killer roster. They've got so they have many people.
2: So they're one of the guys that we wound up going to, and they said, "Well, let's see what can happen." And it obviously didn't happen right away, and it took about a year's worth of phone calls, emails, text messages, more emails, back and forth, over a
1: year of yeah. planning yeah. that thing. And well, it was we kind of determined. like it was kind of like let's throw spaghetti and see what sticks. Yeah, I
2: mean, even <laughs> the, the company was great because they yeah. even to like I don't know if they were afraid that maybe we would just forget the whole thing and just turn our back and go and find another adventure. But they offered us all kinds of other cele- they had their celebrities that they work with that are, are awesome. Um, so the fact that we were able to use them to get Jay and Kevin and obviously Jeff to sit down in the same room for a signing was yeah. unbelievable. We, we thought it would have only been maybe one of them, maybe one at a time. Um,
1: we got them in the same room yeah. together, which is great. We them. didn't
2: think it was going to happen What
1: happened afterwards yeah. I
2: honestly, I thought that Jeff was going to want him getting cold feet and not show up And he was the first one to show up and <laughs> and I was baffled He walked right through
3: our door
1: And did that Randall Like like that <laughs> Yeah what, what What
0: was the energy In the room? They, they probably haven't seen each other For a while
2: They haven't seen each other in a very long time
1: But they hugged yeah. and it was like Almost as if they picked up right where they left off. It, it was, was definitely great.
2: overwhelming for like the first five minutes. There yeah. we were probably everybody in the yeah. room, um, especially because of the, the layout that we had. had I mean, I we had know.
1: a big suite, and there was not an inch of space that wasn't covered in
2: like view-askew
1: view merch. merchandise. Kevin, it and looked,
2: Kevin loved it. He's it like, looked, I've seen
1: <laughs> yeah, it looked like, it, like, like someone had, like Kevin Smith had vomited his career all over the suite <laughs> and it, it was a little it was a little daunting because he stayed up until really late the night before um and and, and in the morning and set up everything everything and
2: post it. i woke markers, up and everything. it
1: was just like it was like a different room like furniture had been rearranged <laughs> i mean it looked like a different i room. think we had
2: more of usq Merchandise in our suite that day than the secret stash did on I mean, that. Jeff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff walked in, and obviously, Jeff has never done this kind of stuff before. Um, and at, in a separate conversation that we had with him, the, the only other big signing that he did was with I believe it was Upper Deck, they released the limited edition clerks cards. Um, and a handful of those, or maybe a couple hundred of those, were signed by him. So that's that pretty much it. besides couple autographs in public that when people hit him up, he's never signed more than one or two at a time besides the cars. And he walked in and his jaw almost hit the floor. I don't he wasn't think he realized that there
1: was so much merch out there.
2: He must've just thought that we had some photos or some posters yeah. and stuff. I mean, we had a grand piano filled with movie banks and action <laughs> figures. We had stuff from people from around the world and it wouldn't have been, uh, it's fun and as big of a hit if it wasn't for all the customers that either okay. bought from us or yeah. sent stuff from us. I mean, um, we got stuff from, from Russia. We got stuff from Japan. We got stuff France, from Europe. Australia, France. It, I, I did not expect that at all. Neither of us did. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Tell us a little bit about the process of, of people sending in their own stuff to to get signed.
1: Oh, they, they ha- we have um, well on our website, we have different tiers depending on the size. Um, they So they just take – they match their item with the tier that it it matches to. They send it in – they box it up, send it in um, to our – we have like a virtual mail-in center. Um, and uh, once it's in our hands, once it reaches our mail-in center and it's in our possession, um, it's 100% covered. We have an insurance policy that covers it while it's in our possession
2: until the customer gets it until
1: back. it reaches their back to their house so even in shipping from our from when we ship it out to when it reaches their house it's still covered. um because when we were setting up everything with our company i once i said these people could be sending us their prized possessions and we actually even had one she our did. first customer who sends us their item i'm going to give a shout out to him <laughs> henry um he sent us his prize clerks poster from England. And he was so nervous about sending it back that when he was on vacation here in America, he's like, I'm going to pick it up because I don't trust the post office. <laughs> he, he was that nervous. But um, so we, I said, I ha- we have to have an insurance policy in place that God forbid anything happens, we're covered. So we had to cover all bases. I didn't want to go in here into this blindly and just be like, yes, we'll take your items. And if anything happens, you know, they're acts of God or whatever. So we got a policy that covers everything. Um, and lo and behold, the postman, were one of our customers, left the package literally in a puddle in the middle of a monsoon
3: rainstorm.
1: Oh. The item got wet. But again, we covered it, you know, and. Covered. We compensated them. More than happy. And those things happen, but we wanted to make sure that stuff like this will be covered. So when it comes into our possession, it's a hundred percent covered under this separate policy that we have. Um, and also, we actually just moved to a new ha- um, home office home um, because we got so many send-ins that we couldn't um, and. Items for keep all. Keep it this. organized
2: better here.
1: Yeah, we decided to move <laughs> <laughs> so we have a better, you know, organized organized space for our business. Um, so now we have a separate home office. We have a separate space downstairs for all of our stuff, um,
3: stock,
2: sign, stock, sign bar, and everything.
1: Um, so that that's if that gives a perspective of how serious and you know we are for this and how careful we are about all this. That gives an idea that
2: we move But As far, as, <laughs> as, far as the items coming in, um, I'm a little OCD with stuff. So even I, I treat everybody's items um, as if it were mine getting ready for a convention. So I I mean, we've probably invested in so, so many different post-its between colors and sizes and markers and labels and decals. And as soon as the items come in, we match it up with the printed out order um I would say probably about half the customers already had their stuff labeled the way that they want it, whether it's where they want it signed, and what color marker um if a character name or quote, and if it doesn't have that, uh I provide one for them that way at least it's somewhat organized or Autographs don't get written over by somebody else. I mean, I've seen I've seen sloppy things happen, so I try to keep that kind of stuff as, as organized as possible. Um, and we keep it uh, cataloged and in safe keepings until the day of the signing. We try to get as much notice as possible so that fans uh, and customers can send stuff into us um, in a timely manner. And if we can get six weeks to three or four months to head, heads up, for the signing that that's what we try to aim for um and it's a little stressful knowing that we have so many people's valuables but it, it it's in very safe keepings um we keep it out of extreme heat of course we keep it out of sunlight anything from action figures to photos everything's well protected between cardboard um we've gotten tons of reviews already from people that have gotten their items back and everybody's more than happy um
3: we actually even, had, even the,
2: we had one or two small mishaps that weren't uh were not our fault and that were out of our control they were both um sh- the, post office. The, yeah post office and or u p s or whatever the, whichever company it was um and both of those customers were well compensated and they couldn't be happier and they've already been placing orders for other items
1: we actually had one we received a post or two. Yeah, um, it looked like it had been wrapped around a tree. Yeah, it was
2: mangled <laughs> and it, it, yeah, the poster tubes are so heavy duty. Anyone that's ever seen them, of course, yeah. you know that yeah. they're pretty strong. It, and
1: it was, I don't know what happened. Yeah, to it. it definitely
2: got stuck in one of the machines and just the whole thing twisted like one of those little like sourdough things that you go to make like the croissants when you go to twist and it, it yeah. pops open. Like somebody tried to do to this or a machine or whatever, <laughs> and we were able to save the poster for him so yeah. within like minutes of getting the poster we we contacted the guy a lot of companies wouldn't do that you might not hear from the company for a while if at all we contacted the guy within 15 20 minutes to get the poster too he was more than happy i did photos for him to show him what it looked like i showed him what i was going to do to fix it um luckily it didn't rip it just kind of like wrinkled Wrinkles, part of it yeah but i was able to I guess, press it enough to where in a frame now it, it'll be okay. And then we, I mean, we hooked him up with, uh, with a little freebies and an extra autograph on the poster and he was more than happy. So if we're able to do that as compensation, we're definitely going to yeah, do we that. We got him
1: a new poster tube and everything. And I mean, he was so happy that we saved his poster because
2: we have a couple customers yeah. that are, are, were very confident to send stuff. Which I mean, I totally understand. We have items that I probably would would never want to mail out, or would be hesitant. And <coughs> excuse me, between the two of us, we've actually met in person. Some of our customers, we'll try to meet halfway if we can, or we'll we'll allow a mutual meetup to hand drop off or deliver the items. Uh, I know a lot of companies that they probably probably aren't offering to do that either, whether it's because they're too busy or. Or what have you, but
1: try to be as accommodating as
2: possible. Yeah, yeah, because we, we we know what it's like. We're, I mean, we're fans too, so that's actually our our uh, sister company slogan, uh, Kapow Authentics. They're the authenticators for any of the signings that we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask that. Is this kind of like a, a side project, or is it? So, you the main thing you're doing. You know what 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 is your um, time situation well, with we, it?
2: Uh, something that uh, Ashley and I do. Um, we spend the majority of I spend the majority of the nights and weekends working on it because I, I have to, a full-time day job Monday through Friday. So it's easier for Ashley to handle uh, the daytime stuff for for Leeloo, and then I come in and do the packing up and organizing, labeling, and stuff in my time. Weekends, if we're doing a convention, I'll travel and set up and break down and whatnot there, and or do more packaging.
1: So I do like the logistics mostly during the day. Um, so I'll deal with agents, contract stuff, stuff like that. Um, bills. You know, bills. Emails, stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, if we have to organize like, you know, going out to do the um, Captain Smith, the USQ signing, um, we have a lot of logistics of, you know, booking hotels, flights, thing
0: yeah because like, he's everywhere all the time so
3: yeah well,
1: we, went, we went to him and yeah. we went to LA and been, so we had been. to book our stuff and we actually also had to bring an assistant because um with three people that we brought in at once in a room we didn't know what to expect so we needed an extra set of hands so we actually brought an assistant with us so we had to organize it was a lot of organization and stuff like that so um So that's the stuff I usually deal with um, on a daily basis and and like customer service. So um, I do a little bit of everything. But um, so most of the time when people email me, it's talk to you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Between the two of us, we are very, very responsive. Yes. Sometimes
1: one in the morning as I'm going into bed, I see an email. I will respond or 730 when the baby wakes me up. I will respond <laughs> it's like I'm up
0: anyway. might as well t- take a look at the inbox
1: yeah, yeah. I don't want it, I don't want it to be us be the the co- a company that doesn't respond or yeah. it's known for being unresponsive
2: we hate that everyone's been through that it's like Like being ignored like the worst thing in the world is to be ignored I can't stand that so like when you're trying to I can't even say how many times I've bought stuff or I've had issues with a product or a service and you're trying to like reach someone and you finally either find a number or an email address and like it's like good luck (laughs) it's like rolling the dice good luck getting a response on that email
1: yeah especially because it's just the two of us um you know with like because we have also do another thing um that's different about us doing um private signings and um consignments like send and stuff if you look on our site we also do custom um items you can buy on our website which is set sets us apart from other companies other companies might do like eight by tens um i'm, I'm personally not a fan of Eight by tens because you can go to any convention, you can go to any other company and get eight by tens. You can go on the internet and download eight by tens on headshots and whatever else. We
2: want yeah. to do. We want to do something
1: different. Um, so we actually commission artists to do something different. So we all hunt down amazing artists that you normally wouldn't um you wouldn't see. Like for the um actually we have a. Yeah. And then we have the board right here. Yeah, this is going to say
0: that that skateboard looked yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, this is actually Joe's friend, uh Chris Howard. Um the artist. Who was the artist for this board? Um So we used uh his friend for this and he did the artwork for that. Um and then we actually for um the upcoming signing with Brendan Fraser, we um we just uh coordinated with two new wonderful artists. Um, for some really amazing pieces. We just
2: got the final image of uh of one of, of the prints. Exclusive print that we're going to be doing.
1: Oh my god, it's gonna be awesome! Yeah, so I excited. saw
0: pieces of it on Instagram. Yeah,
1: yeah and then this, the, the really other funny. piece is gonna be so unique. It's gonna like knock your socks off. It's I I I'm not gonna I can't even say what it is yet because it's just it's just gonna be so it's cool. cool. It's gonna be fun. It's, it's so cool. It's so different. Yeah, we like outside the box stuff that you wouldn't normally just get, um, and, um, you know, the, the view askew, we, we really went overboard with merch and stuff like that, and, um, Joe, the 12 by 16s that we have up there, um, is going to be, like, our 8 by 10s are a little different, um, Joe actually does a lot of the, um, graphics for that, um, so, He's the one responsible for all those.
2: He's just putting the borders on it and stuff instead of yeah. just a traditional, yeah. like blurry, like,
1: yeah.
3: printed photo. Um,
1: yeah. but those are all done in house, um, so um, it's a little bit different. They're not the usual, you know, eight by tens, but they're they're a little bit different, and we all, we try to choose ones that they're solo images
2: that you don't, yeah, images that you won't really see see repetitive yeah. at like other shows or eBay or other sites and stuff that there's 5,000 of them. And then when we do everything, even the prints that, that I do myself with the, the custom borders and whatnot, we'll, we'll try to keep that super limited too. It's not like yeah. you're getting like a plethora of these things signed in stacks all day long.
1: Yeah, or we'll do ones with uh, multiple characters on them where you can get them signed Correct. by other people down the line, either at conventions or so you can complete them. Um,
0: yeah, like the uh, the video st- uh, the BHS stack image. It's got a yeah, bunch of yeah. different movies, so you could get, you know, get everybody yeah. to sign it. That we already have cool
2: some one. people that have bought it. That's what they were already planning to do. That's what we're actually going to do with some of the ones that we have.
1: Yeah, so, um, so that's why what I think also sets us apart is that we do these custom this items actually as well. a unique piece. That was, a, this was another one. Um, it was like a like a foam standee. Um,
2: nice. Shout out to... Uh, Knee-high horror. Yeah. Knee as in K-N-E-E. Like
1: your, high like horror.
2: Part. They, um, uh... They make these. Yeah, yeah Sean, they're great. A great. great dude. He actually makes a lot of these cool things. And, uh... I've bought a ton of these for, for different movies for our own collection over the years.
1: Really unusual, um, but they're really great. So when we
2: planned this, we, we tried to work with uh, some artists that we've already had experience with. And I contacted Sean to have those done up. Um, and then two other prints that we, um had done were from our friends at Studio House. Uh Cody, he he did uh two different prints for us and uh Chris Garofalo. Chris over at uh Yeah. Um he did uh he did the uh, annoying customer cat print. That, that was awesome. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw that one on the site too.
2: Yeah. Oh, we can't forget Ian. Oh. Ian, Ian Pumpkin's carving. We, oh, yeah. we we had uh five custom pumpkins uh hand carved. Um, yeah, that, I that, saw those. Those are pretty wild. Marilyn really liked those. She oh. signed those. She really liked them.
0: What what, what was where that idea come from? Was it just something they created out of the blue and showed it to you? Uh,
2: that that was all me. I I called that. Oh. We were trying to come up with ideas, and I loved Ian's pumpkins, so I, I wanted to figure out how we can utilize them. And I wanted to use them for this big one because I wanted try to get as uh, much variety of Clerks 25th anniversary stuff because. It should be celebrated. I mean it's twenty five years.
0: It's where it all started. Yeah. Well Yeah.
2: And yeah. now we get to uh, – and thanks to the signing that was organized, now now we all get we all get a conclusion to to clerks and I mean we couldn't be happier.
3: Clerks three. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when that discussion happened, did they just walk off somewhere and start talking or was it kind of a conversation in the room?
3: Yeah, we can't, say, we can't
2: say too much. But what happened was, yeah, I, was uh, I was actually just finishing up a conversation with uh, with, with Kevin about different stuff, and uh, um, Jeff was actually getting ready to leave. So he was just making his rounds, saying his goodbyes, giving his hugs to everybody, and then he popped his head out, and then Kevin said, "Let me get your ear for a minute." And then he just kind of glanced at me, so I gave him some privacy. I went inside and closed the door. And they were outside for X balcony. amount of time. Yeah, on the balcony for X amount of time. And we they hugged a couple times. <laughs> and we knew that good things were being said. They came in. Jeff made another round, shook everybody's hand, and he left. And then Kevin
0: came in, and he he, looked, he looked really like, happy.
3: Yeah. Well, I bet he's
0: ecstatic because he he'd been trying to get them made forever.
1: They were out there for like a good
0: half hour. The look um, on
2: his face is what I looked like in 1985 on Christmas morning when I opened up Nintendo from Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, yeah. So that was cool. And I mean, we we can't share all the all the all the details, but Kevin was kind enough, and obviously he didn't have to do this, but like even on his way out, he's leaving with his box of stuff because we hooked him up with posters and a board and stuff. Huh. He actually put the board down and. and Sat there for a minute and told us pretty much his entire conversation with Jeff. Like, he didn't have to share that with us. Like, he didn't have to share details or anything. And he shared it with the four or five people that were in the room. So, even just being able to be told that information was amazing. But he pretty much said, He's like, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the guy
0: likes to talk. So, you know,
2: I think think he just
0: wanted to get it out of his system to, to somebody.
2: Yeah. yeah but, it was just very know. nice of him to share that information with us. That was a very intimate moment with Kevin.
0: What, what was your first Kevin Smith moment? Like what, when did you see clerks for the first time? That type of thing.
1: I, my, I actually my, you know, my, right? my first Kevin Smith introduction was not clerks. Um, it was actually, I was like, 15 years old and I was and it was dogma (laughs) (laughs) it was quite an introduction I was my um, high school friends who lives literally around the corner from our school I grew up in the city um and like his bedroom window looked into like like, he could jump out of his window and jump into the courtyard of our school it was that close and um we all would hang out there after school because why wouldn't we and um and either was on TV or he had like the DVD, I guess. I don't think they had it on VHS, but, um, uh, and it was on his TV and I just watched it and I was like, wow. (laughs) I was like, this was awesome. And, um, then over the next couple of years, I just started watching whatever I could get my hands on. Um, you know, and, and of his that I could watch, and um, it kind of—I never, I never thought I, could, I would ever meet him, honestly. And then it was, must have been early, uh, say two thousand, mid two thousands, um, and I was on Fifty Seventh Street. Um, I was walking past. I was um, walking past the Four Seasons Hotel. It was between Park and Madison. I was on my BlackBerry, and um, Blackberries existed. And I wasn't paying attention because you know the, the buttons are so tiny on the BlackBerry. I was like focusing on trying to press the buttons for whatever text I was sending, and I literally crashed into someone. And I look up, and it was Kevin Smith. Oh wow. I, I like the air completely left my lungs. <laughs> my bodily function stopped. Like I didn't know how to move. Um, this is before I had been really going to conventions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it must have been like two thousand say. And he went like this. I'm so sorry. This was my fault because we literally like collided. And he was, I'm not kidding, wearing his silent Bob jacket. <laughs> and then in this, the, the, and my story about how we collided, physically collided, is longer than the actual interaction. And then he was gone. He got into the car and was gone. When it processed that it was him and that I had missed my one chance, that I, th- I thought was oh, my the one, one chance. know. I gain regain consciousness, and and my ability to move my body, and I was so mad at myself. Like I was like that was my probably my one chance to ever meet him and thank him for like his work and everything, and I was so upset. I was so mad, and at, at the signing I actually told him the story. And he was like, "Yeah, that was me. Like I I that's the hotel I used to stay at all the time, and I." Around that time, I would wear my Silent Bob jacket, like, all the time. That was definitely me. I, we definitely collided, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? Look at you now. And I was like, yeah, look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, you know, it was, like, re- really weird that we had, like, this whole thing with him. And we had a thing with Kevin Smith. And um, and uh, it all started from me watching Dogma.
2: Mine, mine was probably – it was definitely Clerks, and I would, my my life actually wasn't too far off from what Clerks was. Uh, my my uh, best bud, Rich, and I watched Clerks numerous times, and that was around the same time that one of my first jobs was actually at a quickie mart. I was uh, obviously a lot younger than Dante and Randall. I was probably about 13 years old. But I started putting like, the papers together and stuff. I wasn't allowed to touch any deli counters or anything at that age. Stocking shelves and milk and whatnot. Um, And then uh, a few years later, I wound up working around the corner in another little strip mall right right in our neighborhood. And I worked in a drugstore. That was half a drugstore, half, like, little, like, almost like a quick mart. And in the same little strip mall, it was a strip mall of, like, five or six shops, three shops down was video magic video <laughs> store and my bud rich worked there.
0: So we, we kind of, <laughs> you were Dante and we Randall
2: <laughs> a lot of the same yeah, night. Um, they still are. Yeah.
3: It was, it was funny.
2: <laughs> we were still in, still in high, obviously high school because it was probably 16 years old, 17, 15, 16, Yeah. 15, between like 15 and 17. We, we were working over there. Um, but it's that's what it was like. Uh, some nights I would have to close up after I was mopping up the the little florist section attached to the drugstore. I'd go down over to the video store and we'd hang out, close up after after hours, and watch movies or whatever, or get free movies to go home with. And it, it was <laughs> it was clerks clerks in real life.
0: Oh wow, that, that's awesome. My my first. Um, uh, experience was uh i had lived next door to some hippies who had it on vhs and they were watching it they're like come check this out i end up borrowing it from them and then you know when the dvds came out i started listening to the commentaries and that that's when i, I was sold on them uh, years later in 2004 so like 10 years later i was on vacation to california and that happened to line up when he was opening uh the stash west coast so we made a day to go to that. And much like you, when I finally got up to him in line, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. So my wife's like, I think he wants a picture with you. <laughs> so it was um, him, Jay. Harley is a little girl, and she was drawing pictures for everybody. And I still have some of her pictures. And then... Um, then Brian and Jeff were also there. I found out later. Oh, and Marilyn. Marilyn was also there. So I've got all their autographs on the clerk's uh, 20th anniversary. And so yeah, that that was a cool experience and Brian just like talked our ear off. I was like, "Where are you from?" And we're like, "Utah. You came here just for this?" No, we, you know, our vacation was part of it too. So, um yeah, and then I end up working for a comedy club now, and Kevin's coming every year, so I get to see him and work for him every year, helping with merch and taking the microphone around. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a wild ride with him.
1: But, you know, Kevin is one of those rare people that when you talk to him, it's just you two. Yeah. And he really appreciates his fans doesn't matter if he's in a rush he will take those few minutes and he's just, just a great guy I mean I said this on other forums and I said you know they say you know he gave me a hug and I say I love saying it. I'm like Kevin's hugs are the best hugs because he just he's not afraid to to give that hug and show that appreciation in that hug he, he loves his fans He loves the people that show him that appreciation for what he does um, and what he's done. Um, You know, so he's one of those rare people and it shows in how he, and you know, even now when he's reaching out to mend these bridges with people, with everyone, no one has said, no, go screw yourself. (laughs) You know, everyone has said, Okay, let's be friends. Let's let's let the past be the past. Let's move forward. Let's work together again. You know, because they know he's not a bad guy. You know, he's you know let let bygones be bygones. Let's move forward. You know, and and so I you know he's just one of those people that you just want to be around because he's a great guy.
0: No, the company name Lilu Multiprops that's kind of a play on words from from a movie where where did how would you guys come up with that to make that the name
1: actually we didn't come up with it. Oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it was actually my um our our my friends and uh, our friends um and uh she's also our webmaster they we were trying to come up with a good company name and
2: she knows that we're we're big fans.
1: fans of the element
2: so she's like, hey, why not this? And we kept going back and forth. And then we said, yeah, maybe you
3: should.
1: <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, and also, we have a daughter. Um, she's almost a year and a half. And um, her her name is Lydia. Um, but her nickname is Lilou. Um And uh, so it's kind of like a little bit.
2: That's just such a cool
1: name. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> we, we couldn't name her Lilou as her real name, but um, we named her Lydia after Beetlejuice. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah, um, and um, but um, so it kind of is a little bit like with kind of like her. Um,
2: That's definitely my mixed, favorite
3: sci-fi.
1: Yeah, but we also like the movie a lot, and uh, our business cards, which. Um, is actually shaped like a multi-pass.
0: Yeah, and the stone, the stone patterns on there is part right. of your logo.
1: It is. It's a little bit of like a little Without bit. Without using too much,
0: uh, too much actual images. Yeah, just a, a nice hint at it. Yeah,
2: I like the stones, but obviously we have a little trouble if we start using the stones. We don't want to, have to go down that route. And now even even the the design of the <laughs> Of our business card, um, you can tell what it's supposed to look like, but I redrew it in like my own, view yeah. so that we don't have any issues.
1: It's an homage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. what's next? You mentioned Brendan Fraser. What, what, when is that coming up? And and what do you have?
2: We don't have an exact date set. Uh, a lot of times, with because even with even with the three guys, we knew like what two week span it was going to be in, and as it got closer, we got we got an exact date because with any busy actor, I mean, it's hard. Let alone getting three in the same. Um, so we're, we're with Brendan, uh, looks like it's going to wind up being February, the signing. So we still have time for ascending. We just don't have an exact date on what day the signing is. Just
1: getting his waiting to get his uh, exact uh, filming. Here, you know, and you know, schedule and stuff like that, and his personal schedule, but it's going to probably be in February. Um, uh, so, and we're about we're just about ready to release the 12 by 16s. So you've been a little bit swamped with get getting everyone's
3: orders
2: out, everyone's
1: so. orders out, and everything. So, we're a little delayed in getting that up there, up there because again, it's just us. Um, and we
2: just got uh, the exclusive print that we're going to be doing, we just got uh, final image for that. Or one of them well,
1: yeah. um
2: which is kind of cool um you already saw the the little teasers for it but pretty much what it is it's a nice bright image um with a nice bright background which i wanted and getting i exclusive info. and i picked <laughs> um my five favorite characters from any of his movies and then my favorite outfit of that of each character so, because there was almost a way that I wanted it in my head and yeah. then I contacted kind an of, artist that did the layout of what I was imagining and then the contacted can you do it? would you do it? and she's like oh absolutely I love yeah. it
1: it's going to be like his iconic characters from movies. It's, it's great
2: it's, there's not a lot of comedy stuff out there like a lot of the prints and a lot of it's a lot of action stuff it's a lot of horror based it's a lot of cult classics um, and we want to try to implement comedy wherever we can. So I mean, Brendan's definitely got a huge resume, um, and everyone has their own top five favorite of his or whatever. But we we definitely I think we picked take probably his most like iconic characters. So. Yeah, we're,
0: we're, Blast from the Past and Encino Man are my two favorite of his.
2: Yes, yeah, they're Encino Man's definitely. Uh, Definitely top of the list, and I think that *Blast from the Past* is super underrated. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, it, it it's so charming and fun.
1: We and, also really like *Bedazzled*.
0: I haven't. I don't think I ever saw it.
2: Oh, oh
1: my god, it's great with Elizabeth Hurley.
2: He he worked his booty off in that movie because great. he played like five different characters. It was yeah. it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's really great. It's
2: great yeah, movie. the wardrobe change for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> But it's awesome. That's but being, really being big Encino Man fans, um, that's actually kind of what spawned us to put Frazier on our unicorn list. Is because we kind of, to get up, get the ideas, I'll either stand in front of our DVD walk for three hours, and just going back and forth, thinking who would be cool with, to work with or who would be cool to meet on a personal level. Um, and then we'll look at our own collection. And one of the things that we collect are laser discs. And one of the oh, that's more prized laser discs cool. that we have is an Encino Man one that we have probably almost ten names on, then that's not even counting Brendan's yet. oh wow um, yeah, i mean we we got Robert Toney to sign it paulie Sean aston um Richard, who played uh uh sean uh Sean Aston's character's dad uh I think the mom signed it just everyone that was in the movie we pretty much met. So we're like, you know what? Well, what if,
3: we, what if
2: we put Brent on the list and maybe try for him? And then we saw that he did a convention over, I think, in London or over in the UK. And I'm like, hey, look, someone else has the same idea.
1: Yeah, and the and response was great over there. The,
2: yeah, The response was excellent. So I think we actually had, that was when we we reached out to um, agents and stuff and we we got some responses and then all of a sudden we saw that he popped up at uh, I think a, a fan fest or something, Kansas. in no in Boston. No, I'm sorry, not Boston. Uh, in Canada,
3: he
2: yeah. did Canada fan fest or something. Um, and then we wound up getting him signed in contract before he was ever booked for any U.S. appearance. And I think it was only like about a month or two after we had our contract signed, um, he announced yeah. his first appearance, and I think that was Texas. Yeah. And then even with that, you had to buy like the platinum or the gold VIP or something um, yeah, to be able to get to him. Like they didn't have like him as a regular guest where he could just go and buy an autograph ticket. Um, so being able to get Brendan Fraser for our signing is cool because then there's a lot of fans out there that might have their mummy posters or action figures or Encino Man stuff that they might not be able to get to a convention and might not want to buy a platinum VIP pass to get their autograph or whatnot. Uh so they'll be able to send us their stuff.
0: Yeah, I have um, I have the D V D signed by Polly, so
3: Yeah, see
2: that
1: bell? send us your D V D so we can get Brendan on it.
0: Um <laughs> save some money and send it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we also have some really cool um Joe was actually just working on some twelve by sixteens last night for him to finish it up and we have some really cool stuff um that we're about to put up on the website and now that we have the final image for one of our customs that's going to go up really soon, um, so it's you know coming up with these unusual ideas can can kind of get get hard, you know, especially when there's um, like View Askew has so much merchandise oh, out yeah. there in the world. It's easy to like you know pull stuff and and find it, and when you have something like you know there's not that much you know you know, mummy stuff, you know, we have, we have to get creative. Right. Um, and you know, there's no back, uh, you know, blast from the past after figure. <laughs> or there's no, darn it. Yeah. so we have to get creative, um, some, some
2: cool images. So
1: we're not just offering, you know, like 12 by 16s and, and you know, when, especially, stuff. especially when our customers are used to the the merchandise heavy view askew signing we just did. So, um, you know, we try to come up with something unusual, and I think we have, even though it's just two prints for now, um, and then we have a couple of, don't have it here, um, a couple of um, found items. Um, it's,
3: it's yeah, mummy collectibles.
1: yeah, we have got we found a few mummy collectibles. Um, it's, so it's not very merch heavy, but it's still fun. <laughs> um, yeah, because
2: we don't want to do a lot of the images because. At any time go on eBay, for example, type in their back there, and type an autograph photo, and you're guaranteed to find like eight by ten or like printed out photos that anyone can do on their computer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we we try to go through. We'll watch we'll watch the movie two or three times sometimes if we have to, and we'll try to pick some research. of our favorite scenes and like you know what now that's a funny image like that's what we need to have. I um, started like getting some of those ideas because I would start to make some of that kind of stuff for myself, or when I would go to conventions. And numerous times would I would hear well, whoever the celebrity was that would be signing it, they would admire it and they would look at their handler or their agent and say, "Hey, this is the kind of stuff that we need at our table." Because even that celebrity started seeing the same I Love yeah. seeing that stuff. More heard- like
1: We would watch the movie and see if there's a certain item. Um, It might be a generic item that was relevant to a very particular scene that's maybe easily accessible, but would be a cool item for us to acquire and have them sign. So I'm just going to take... Like this, for example. Here's
2: one, but this was already created. Yeah,
1: like this was created, like a golden movie. But like for, let's say, for example, if we were just doing like Jay I would say hey why don't we get like uh, like find a recreation of a movie cup from you know Janta and Bob Strike Back and have him sign a bunch of those cups for that scene when he sees justice for the first time yeah,
0: and he fills the cup <laughs> and he
1: fills the cup and he's and, you know, and, and you know sign it I just filled the cup you know something like that it's something like that kind of object unusual but iconic and memorable that's the kind of stuff that maybe another company may not think of
2: you're trying to come um, up with ideas yeah. on what would we want for our collection that's something out unusual or outside of the box
1: because you can you only have so much wall space that so you can hang something up but you may have a little extra shelf space for something a little unusual that might catch your eye when you're looking through our website and say hey that's something i would really like but you may not think of that for eight by ten yeah
0: like like the hockey pucks for kevin
1: hockey pucks yeah and we also have little mini hockey sticks as well um because getting a big hockey stick and chip- <laughs> yeah and
0: that's problematic
1: now. well mini hockey you know, um, so it was like we had to think a little bit outside the box with that one.
2: It's just yeah. like how a lot of – I know there's a lot of collectors. I have some personal friends that do this too, but I mean it's smart. Um, they just like to get baseballs signed. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be an actor, an athlete, anybody. They they just prefer to get baseball signed. There's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of all like the same lines. It's just instead of a baseball, it's a hockey puck or a hockey stick or a baseball hat a visor.
0: What's, yeah. what's the strangest thing somebody's sent in to get signed?
1: We haven't had anything too unusual, honestly. Um, we actually had a customer who sent his entire View Askew collection. Yeah.
2: Everything from action figures to <laughs> shirts, posters, DVDs, VHS, Everything. pops.
1: Everything. He sent us like four boxes of stuff, like we got, huge we boxes.
2: We got some really, really cool View Askew signed stuff. Stuff signed by people that I never thought I would have signed stuff. We had a couple of Dogma posters that were pretty much filled by everyone. Oh. oh, wow. Uh, we were... had, I don't remember the customer's name. I apologize, but we did get one mini poster, a Clerks original poster that had at uh, least signature on it. That was the only one that came in. So that was cool because once Jeff put his signature on it, that was the only one that I've seen that had like the, uh, the entire the cast. cast, yeah. Like they were, I've seen. There we, was, we had some posters that had way more autographs because it had everyone down to the customers that were inside the store. But that was the only one that had least, so that was really cool to see because it was everybody that was actually on the poster.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was anything really strange.
2: No, definitely, definitely, just uh, just a lot of cool collectibles, and we thanked the, the the customers because they had a lot of faith in us. We, there were some really nice pieces that came in
1: and everything they was really well. repacked really well joe does a really good job at you know you know i pack
2: it as i would want my stuff packed and taken yeah it we together. have
1: so much like this like foam I don't know what they are like like
2: yeah i just like had access to a lot of like foam sheets. like foam sheets pretty much and i just diced them up and pretty much made my I own
1: I have, like, we have so much size. in this
0: house. Things in there yeah yeah, but,
1: yeah we get pack it up really well. And, like, Sheets are like this thick, and we have toss on of them.
0: In your personal collection, what's the most unique thing you have?
1: Mm-hmm. Props or uh, just movie
0: props? Props yeah. or or signed item? Mm-hmm.
1: We have. Well, Joe has been collecting wrestling his wrestling stuff since he was like a kid. So we have yeah, a lot have of. We have a
2: whole room that's just. We have a special whole special wrestling material.
1: room <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> Um, but kind like of like Ralph's cool, Batman
0: room.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have um one of the killer shrimp pans from Beetlejuice. Um, in the the scene where they all do the the, the dance, uh huh, and then the shrimp pan that comes out like that. Oh, okay. We one, um, well, we have all the Silent Hill things, which are really creepy downstairs. Like I've, I, I don't. We, we like horror. Um, but that we have, what, which one is it? The, not in the minor? Yeah. The minor really creeps me out because they actually did his Like a realistic eyes.
2: Like his eyes are wide open. His, and, like, and like red. And they're,
1: and they're, they're really creepy. creepy. I got creeped out. And now I'm like, mm, no.
2: My mother's not too happy. With no. she being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't.
1: She was
2: very happy. Just keep that um, stuff
0: out of the nursery.
2: <laughs> probably have to say our, uh are certain laser discs because being a collector of laser discs there's a lot of laser discs that believe it or not are actually very valuable like even unsigned um i've paid as much as over a hundred dollars for like a single laser disc really on. yeah uh killer Clowns. <laughs> killer clowns for example as underrated as that movie is that that's a valuable laser disc uh scream 3 very valuable laser disc um and the Killer Clowns, they do not the, the actors from that movie don't really come around often. And one of the conventions that we attended had a reunion of like two of the clown actors, the two main leads, uh, the Chioto brothers who directed it and stuff. Um, so we were able to get our entire Killer Clowns collection uh, stuff signed. Um, so that Laserdisc is one of the more favorite ones. We just recently acquired, uh, through Trusted Sources, a Mrs. Doubtfire uh, autographed piece by both uh, uh,
1: Robin Williams. Thank you. And Sally
2: Field. yeah, Sally Field and Robin Williams. So that that's really cool. Um, obviously, anything from Robin Williams would be cool. I actually have a sailor's hat downstairs um, that's so signed I, and I, it's actually inscribed by Robin. Uh, Make love, not war. It
1: was um, a USO hat. Right? Yeah, I
2: mean, it's it US. <laughs> USO you know, tour you can go. Um but he never someone that never really like actually describes anything. It got to a point where he was barely doing an R and a W and this was one of his older autographs where like, you can actually see like the Rob
3: the full name. Yeah. Actually,
1: we actually saw something new that's actually super cool and super rare. There's no other replicas or any other we have the full set. Um we actually just acquired and it's in our garage right now. Um oh, yeah all the last remaining windows from Edward Scissorhands' house.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah, so the very timber and like the whole frame and like the broken glass. They look like
1: they're purposely made to look broken and um, it was in a really weird auction. It wasn't, it was a prop in an animation auction. I don't know why it was in that auction, but it but was, and in boxes we got them. And a pallet in the garage right now. We got them for a really good <laughs> price. It was eight of them in the lot. Um,
2: and actually, what came along with that, um, yeah. in the same shipment, was uh, a desk that was taken from Disney, uh, Disney Animation. Their, Their this animation This desk studios. was used to make like some of the more classic ones. We don't have the paper in front of us, but they actually like send you paper like. The movies and TV shows that were created on this desk—it's awesome. Like
1: any of the, um, pretty much any of the TV animation TV shows from the '90s was created on that desk.
2: There was there was even I think a little character engraved on a part of the desk. Who was was, that? It was a
1: SpongeBob. Someone drew a SpongeBob character. (laughs) (laughs) It was Plankton. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Someone doodled a Plankton on the desk.
0: Very cool. Probably my most unique one. Except what's actually more just kind of strange. It's um Cop Out, you know, probably Kevin's worst movie. But I've got, uh, Kevin signed it, of course. It was actually the last autograph I got on it. And it's one of those moments where you're catching him as he's leaving. And I'm like, can you sign this? I don't think he even looked at what it was. But it's got him, Kevin Pollock, Tracy Morgan, and Jim Norton. Very cool. And it, it's taken me years to get that on there. And then um, on Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I've got um, Kevin and Jay, of course, and then um, Jamie Kennedy, because Jamie Kennedy came to the comedy club years ago and was able to get that. So those are, you know, kind of more abstract autographs. on...
1: yeah, you must get a lot of good people coming into the comedy club.
0: Oh, it's amazing! Like uh, uh, Wanda Sykes, you know, she was in Clerks too. She's the sweetest lady got a few pictures with her. She's very sweet, She's hugging everybody. Craig Robinson's come and he's been in a couple of Kevin's movies. Um
1: we Kev- go to our little, uh comedy club um often cuz they get um a lot of good people there too. So they actually know us now. Sundays <laughs> works um over there as well. So they actually know us now because they know we like to get the autographs. So they kind of let us just Hang yeah,
2: out for the afterwards. Most part, even if it's like a, uh, like a C or D list actor, comedian, or something hasn't yeah. done anything in years that comes up, we're still usually like the only ones that. are... They just let the us hang point,
1: out yeah. in the lobby um, when everyone else has been kicked out, and they just they're like, oh whatever, they're cool, and they just let us hang out, and they'll be like, okay, like they're but they're. We,
2: but we've <laughs> had we've had good opportunities for doing that. We've gotten some, uh, some cool Robinson,
3: com- yeah some, right? some
2: cool conversations and some some autographs that we didn't think that we would have gotten from hanging out, that the actors or comedians afterwards.
1: Yeah. They actually had um, Val Kilmer. They did yeah, a screening of his kind of screening.
0: movie. Yeah, Val Kilmer came came here too. And I, I, got, I got a photo with him.
2: Yeah, he wasn't doing autographs. He yeah. was selling stuff. He was selling yeah, autographs. But yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't signing for us. No, but he, spot, did,
1: he did, he but he did the did photos. He was he did, doing yeah, photos.
0: I, yeah, he didn't sign for us either.
1: Yeah, I wore a Batman shirt. And you dressed in a joker a riddler tux a riddler tux riddler tux and he and his face was like
2: he loved it <laughs> he loved it He
1: loved it. um and oh and then sinbad came
2: we got sinbad yeah he wasn't too inclined to really like i think he was waiting trying to wait us out that's <laughs> that's how long we waited. but he was
1: nice and we yeah, were with our, our buddy nice. jared
2: and yeah. uh and he was very nice. He saw that we weren't going to bother him too much. He saw yeah. that we only had one or two things. So he came over really quick. He was nice enough to sign one or two items. He took a photo, but then he was out. Wait, <laughs>
1: oh, and David Spade. Oh, my God. David yeah, Spade. For gr- my birthday. He
2: was rushed, too, because he had like his entourage of people or whatever. And That's I don't know if it was birthday. him or his people that like were trying to rush him. But we went there for Ashley's birthday. And we had like a funny uh, Joe Dirt cake made and stuff. And we even posted <laughs> on social media. And he must have caught wind of it. When he came out on stage he was looking, he's like, All right, where's the cake at? Where's
1: the cake? I know
2: the cake's at It out was there. my
1: it was my thirty fifth dirte birthday.
2: So I knew that <laughs> I like not let anybody near him and I really wanted to try to get uh he's got a he's got a pop from Tommy Boy. So my trick was I, I wrote a little note on a post that I said, Look, we're here for my wife's birthday. I want a surprise I he has a gift, oh, I want to get the sign for her and I waited outside during his show and I handed it to one of his uh, I want to say goons. One, one, one of his, one handlers. of his, yeah, thank you. One of his handlers, <laughs>
3: Assistant
2: people, <laughs> one of his bodyguards. And I said, just give this to Dave. Just let him, let him check it out. And he happened to be standing right there, so I was able to hand it to him myself. And he looked at me funny. He thought I was giving him a gift. I said, no, there's a note inside. And he walked into his green room, and ten minutes later, his his bodyguard came out, and handed it to me, he said, here you go, man, happy birthday.
1: And, and then afterwards and then
2: after the show, we we waited out a few minutes because we we kinda know where they uh, where they leave. So and our car was actually parked kinda close, so we just waited and he came out and we went up to him really quick.
1: I was like and he was nice birthday?
2: enough to do one picture and he did it with Ashley for her for birthday for my
1: birthday. And he was so sweet and I he was super nice about it, it. but then his then guys his just grabbed off. him and threw him in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he was so sweet about it. And even on a cake, um, you had like he had the cake made. And on the cake, just it was like, a a dirt, pit, like, like half naked, half naked. it was really <laughs> it was really hilarious, and it was and we were so close to the front because they know us by now, and so they just put us like almost right up to the front, so all he would see he could barely see us, he could see like himself half naked on the <laughs> cake. <laughs> it was a little funny, yeah, but'
2: lucky some of the actors are really nice.
1: Yeah, so comedy clubs are great places because some of these people, like. Tom we... Green
0: is
2: excellent. I've, I've met him
1: a couple of times.
0: So yeah, he's me as well. Yeah, super nice. The
1: Knoxville, there. No, uh, Steve no, O. Steve O. Steve O. Johnny yes. Jackass. Yeah. I meant Steve Yeah, he was uh, I was thinking Steve O, but saying Johnny Knoxville.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's one of our unicorns. So. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, it would take me forever to compile a list. I've been working for the club for eight years, doing all the posters and everything but yeah it most of my favorite experiences is like not even talking to him just having uh, listening to them have conversations with the the local comics who are opening for him and just those conversations uh Rogan Joe Rogan's came and after the show he was just talking with all the comedians and you know the state of comedy and you know and the, the smart way to just keep on working at it not just you know, relying on your laurels. Oh, he did this. So, you know, he just keeps on writing on that. So just always improving. So.
1: Joey oh, yeah. Diaz, right? Joey
2: Diaz is hysterical. We met, we met him. Joey. Yeah. this is great.
3: He's um, very nice.
2: And he's just hysterical, man. Every time I've seen him, like, whenever he, he's got a, a small cameo or something. He's always funny. And then just seeing him his stand up. He, he was funny. I don't know if you've ever had him at the club. Yes. Um, yeah. He, very he, he's, nice guy. Yeah, he's a great name. He's very nice. I, we brought him. We have a screen-used yes. prison suit from Longest Yard, Adam Sandler of Longest Yard. <laughs> Joey was in that. Yeah. So we brought him, and it's already been signed by like almost 20 names already.
1: Oh, since so and Joey said
2: that that was actually the coolest thing that he's ever autographed in his life.
1: That's actually a really funny story about that. Um, you met. It's actually it's actually really
2: funny. Oh, Rob, This is the <laughs> points to Rob Schneider for this because yeah. again, you this met, just shows like how actors don't have to do certain things. Yeah. And he like went above and beyond.
1: He met
2: Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider at a
1: convention on my birthday, but I was in Disney. It was for my birthday slash bachelorette party, right before we got married. And I was a little jealous because I've always wanted to meet Rob Schneider. Because, you know, all of Adam Sandler's movies and Hot Chick and everything. And um, so...
2: It was his first convention.
1: Yeah, it was one of his first conventions. And so I was a little jealous that he got to meet him. But I was at Disney, so I can't complain. Um, And... But in a couple of months, we were going to um, the uh it was adam sandler and like friends <laughs> tour um so he said so he got the the, the jumpsuit signed and he said hey we're going to be at the um show in brooklyn um in like in like 2 months and uh my wife is going to be there um if i bring the suit do you think we could you know well,
2: well cuz what happened he, was we our goal is to try to get as many people to sign that as possible. Yeah. And somebody yeah. like Handler is never going to do possible. a convention. You know, you're not going to get him. And I really don't feel like he's in the airport all day waiting for when he might show up. Um, so I'm talking to Rob, and he's signing a bunch of stuff for me. And the prop is the last one that he signs. And like Ashley said, I told him, I said, look, my wife and I are celebrating her birthday. At the comedy show, we know that you and Nick Swartzen and uh, Adam Sandler are doing uh, the tour. I said, what does a guy like me have to do to get Adam Sandler to sign this? I said, I know he'll sign autographs in public, but how, like, if I bring this, how can I get him to sign that? And he was like, look, he's like, I can't promise you anything, but bring it. Bring it there. Try to get my attention somehow. Let me see that you have it there, and we'll just see what happens. So we went there early, and we were very lucky because of where our seats were. We were in, like, within 20 feet of where one of the side doors were. And that was obviously where all the handlers and uh, the, the performers were going in and out. There was one guy that kept going in and out that had the badge on him that no no one else had. So he was obviously somebody. So I went up to him before the, crew the show started. Yeah. Crew, yeah, crew member. And I went up to him, and I said... I'm sure you know Rob. You don't have to obviously tell me yes or no. He told me to bring this because he said he was going to see if you can get one of the guys to sign it for me. Can you just take a picture of this? And I pulled it out of the bag and showed it to him with the autograph on it. So just show this to Rob if you see him and just see what he says. And sure as shit, he took his phone out. He took a picture of it. He didn't say anything else. And he he was just texting. I put it in the bag. I went and I sat down. He disappeared for about 20 minutes. And then he came back and he's like, give me the bag. And he took the bag with the marker and he went in. And about a half hour later, he came back while the show started. He came back, called me over, and he whispered to me as he handed it. He's like, "Look, Adam signed it, and uh, Alan, Alan Covert, oh, um, who, who uh, is one of his buddies, and he played uh, the ref in the movie. Um, and he and he said, Adam's also got some uh, some guest stars tonight, and Chris Rock is here as a surprise. So Chris Rock signed it for him. Oh years, my gosh. That's another huge name that doesn't sign every day. You'd
1: never, yeah, you would never.
2: I mean, if I knew ahead of time, I would have had like Dogma can,
3: stuff,
1: yeah,
2: Strike Back. But I mean, so that was cool. So now we handed it back, and now I got twenty, like almost twenty five names, including Chris Rock and Adam Sandler.
1: But then, then, but no, so no one knew that Chris Rock was going to be there.
3: Yeah.
2: So
1: then, right after he hands it to us, Chris Rock walks on stage, does his bit, and then gets off, and then the door. It was like a door that goes to The same back, door that the guy came out. Of comes out, Chris Rock, and then sits behind us.
2: There was one open seat in the arena. It was right and behind. And sits Ashley.
1: right behind me, but he, and he's like one of those leaner type people. Yeah. On his on his legs, so his literally his head is right behind my neck. And throughout <laughs> the show, I feel Chris Rock breathing on my neck, and <laughs> this laughing. <laughs>
3: you
2: that heavy Chris Rock laugh, yeah. like, hears it and it, you don't want to look because you don't want to be that guy that looks, but like, you want to so bad.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, Chris Rock is breathing on my neck <laughs> like, and I'm just like trying to like stretch and lean back and be like, "Hey, guys." <laughs> but it was great, and it was really, and I wanted to thank him, but I didn't want to be like, "Hey, that," you know, like turn around in the middle of the show and be like, "Hey, you just saw, and, you know, and give more attention." But it, it was great, and it was just like that. That 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 kind of story is like also why we do stuff like this because sometimes like we can get these random little stories that are amazing and unexpected and stuff like that. That you know whether it's for us or for a customer, you mm-hmm. know like um like our friend I mentioned him earlier Henry like he always wanted Walt on a poster, and I was able to get Walt on his poster for him and when he unraveled it quite literally in front of the quick stop, cause that's where I met him to, to hand off his stuff. He started, sorry, Henry, he started crying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Poor man. Yeah, it
1: tears, of joy. To- tears of joy and tears of just like, I never thought I would see this. And he, you know, he also got, I also got him Ernie O'Donnell. It's like, just that, that was satisfying. Like I was so satisfied. I was so happy I could do that for him that he never thought that he would, be standing in front of the quick stop and RST video and um, poster of holding a poster with almost a fully signed poster, you know, of, of his idol his this favorite movie. And, um, and funny enough, he had just met Ernie O'Donnell by accident. <laughs> and, um, so it was just, it's, and it just makes me happy that we could do that for someone and for the people who, May never, you know, like people in France, people in, um, you know, Russia who may never get to meet Kevin Smith or Jeff Anderson or whoever, Brendan Fraser, it mean, doesn't matter. But like, you know, whoever we get in the future, those people may not have the means to financially meet them or even the physical ability to meet these people. Um, and we can help them, you know, get these autographs for them. And, and that might was- mean, that might mean you know, just oh it's another autograph or it might mean like I got something from my idol. And they may get it and they may cry. Yeah. I don't it's just it's just yeah, it might be a silly service to some people but it may mean the world to them.
2: And that's why we like the the exclusive items too, because then it also provides stuff for people that don't need or have no desire for it some of the other stuff or might have their own collection of stuff signed. It's like, oh I already have that. I get the it. store. It's like, ah, oh, well, this is another print that you can add or another replica of something that you can something add. Something unusual.
3: Collection.
2: Um obviously Quentin is the only contract that we have signed right now, but we do have uh, a few offers out there for some other big names that we yes. can't mention, of course. Um more unicorns.
1: Twenty twenty is gonna be a big
2: year. But for twenty twenty nice. we do trying to hope to to work with more uh Rescue askew people um hopefully hard to get uh, hard to get names um and hopefully more more mini tours of our props uh one cool prop that we do have um obviously a lot of people are uh, skeptical of it because it looks just like the one that they sell but we actually have one of the movie employee shirts from clerks too.
3: Confirmed by Kevin. Confirmed
2: by Kevin because we actually it brought it used. to the signing because we wanted to show, it's like, hey, we have the prop, but there's very little paperwork out there. Let's talk about it. And then we started comparing and we started figuring out, like, there, there are actual differences. So anyone that has a screen-used one um, may know already. Otherwise, if they wanted to contact us, we can give them that teeny tiny bit of info. That way, it's a little extra secret for those that actually have uh, one of the screen-used ones.
3: Yeah, so we
0: so that we... no
2: one can fabricate the other ones to make them.
0: A... That's really cool. Well, I have a few bonus questions to to close things up. Bonus round. Yeah, bonus round. The first one is: What does creativity mean to you? The podcast is your creativity, and you guys do cr- extremely creative stuff. What does it mean to you?
2: Uh, that's a word that I've heard probably my whole life because I was always an artist, not by profession, just by
3: blood I guess. <laughs> I mean I've always been
2: artists, I've always been creating stuff, whether it was clay stuff, making my own toys or action figures at an early age, drawing things. Uh, I'll go either be an architect or go work for Disney or be a, uh, a cartoon artist on the boardwalk for side money. Um, I was always told by friends and family my whole life to do art. Creativity just means just using your head and coming up with uh, ideas and using your imagination towards stuff. Whether it's by pen and paper or getting your hands dirty and molding or making something or directing something while you're kind of like the puppeteer to make something happen, make magic happen. That's one of Kevin's biggest things. He just loves being creative. And we had a few conversations about that. He just... That's another reason why he loved like the layout of our stuff because he just saw the creativity and everything. Even the common stuff that he normally sees when he's signing, like DVDs and action figures, the way that I had lay it laid out with whatever colors and whatnot. He just saw that all as like a giant art piece. He's like, this is so beautiful. He's like, I've never seen anything spread out like this before.
1: I... I am not a physically creative person. I can imagine something in my head, but there's a disconnect between what I imagine here and what comes out here. (laughs) I I can't translate it. Um, I planned and designed our entire wedding, but I had to have other people. I said I had to tell other people what to do, and they had to do it because these hands... Which was a very unique hands, wedding, by the way. That's yes, a whole other podcast. Yeah, a whole other podcast. <laughs> but these hands cannot physically create anything <laughs> because they can't do that. Um, but I can visualize uh, in my head um, creativity. Um, it, it, it sounds really weird. Um, so, like, um, for me... I can imagine, like for example, in my house, if I wanted to decorate for Christmas, like the Griswold Christmas, <laughs> I could I could come up with whatever I could I could make it happen. Yeah. But I would have to bring in someone and say, "This is what my plan is. Do it." And I but <laughs> I could design it in my head, but I this but the, the disconnect is there. Um, but the like creativity for me is logistically planning out and orchestrating cuz i'm very good at that how to make that happen um you know my skill set is was uh, actually before this was being a um an assistant to an actor um in the city so i can organize and plan stuff. But execute. there you go. Execution of yeah. the creativity is my downfall. Um, but that, thank goodness he's my I can is design it? the company and everything, but he's the one who the disconnect then flows into him. He's your because, executor. Yes. He, <laughs> <laughs> yes he Execution. He's the executor. In it because Shoot. I can say because I can say hey let's do this and and I tell and I say this is how I imagine it and I say let's do it this way like when we were coming up just with the lo- silly logo it took us like what a week to figure out the silly logo because I had this idea in my head and then when he did it I was like let's tweak it this way I don't know physically how to do that but he does so it, it literally took us like, a whole week to, to get that, so we were both satisfied, because uh, artistically, he had to be satisfied, because he's a perfectionist as an artist, but then my, me, too, because I had an idea in my head, um, so we both had to be satisfied at the same time, um, but, um, you know, for me, it's whatever goes on in my crazy brain, um, and that that creativity, and planning, and organizing, you know, we have several plans for 2020, and then I took something, a plan. I kind of ran off with it into some crazy planet of an idea. <laughs> um, and he had to like rein me in because my creativity—here we go—kind of went woo into another universe. And he had to be like, "You're crazy. Um, we we need to." brain you back in I
0: come back down uh, to earth a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah we got
1: a
2: couple, got a couple good ideas that yeah. hopefully it works out and it's going to make 2020 pretty awesome
1: yeah, yeah. Really but sometimes my creativity can kind of go super into the beyond because I can imagine and create this like amazing idea and whether physically we can do it or not my brain tells me we can <laughs> because because Organize like how it could be done in my head, like the cart before the horse type thing. Okay. Um, but then we got to do baby steps first, but, <laughs> but, um, but that's what my creativity is that I organize and plan everything and map everything out in, in my head. So all these, you know, events that we, you know, the signing events that we do is, is creativity. You know, and, and even,
2: even from uh, like original uh, like concept of, of who we want to do, um, it's create creativity from the start because instead of just closing our eyes and just pointing to a list and saying, all right, this is who we're going to go for next, we'll try to have it premeditated. So for 2020, we wanted to try to do another anniversary. So we, we got Jeff for the 25th anniversary. So now the I, we will share it with you. The only hint that we can give is uh, and hopefully in the second part of 2020 um, it's the thirtieth year anniversary of something that's kind of iconic um, and we're hoping to bring uh those folk in for that
0: that oh. that's a huge hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That, that that helps i mean and i'm, I'm sure that anyone that is <laughs> narrows it down <laughs> perhaps like they might be going on imdb right now trying to figure out all right who's got a 30th anniversary <laughs> enough right <laughs> so 2020 marks the 30th anniversary for the next big reunion that we that we plan on we're trying together. so nothing's it's, it's never it's never been done so i mean nothing's it would be huge it would be it would be like jeff like no one thought that, that would happen and it happened and like, oh, well, holy shit, Jeff's doing an autograph signing.
1: But um, we have big plans for 2020 and and beyond because when you're in something like this, you always have to think ahead. You always have to think 10 steps ahead because even though you know we're not even in 2020, um, you have to put offers out for to make sure, you know, ahead of time because you don't even know what their schedule is and stuff like that. So you always have to be 10 steps ahead. You know, it kind of like, it sounds weird, in the fashion world, they're already thinking about summer of next year. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So we have to always think ahead. Um,
2: Sometimes we'll get, uh, we'll get further jumps with certain stuff just because of... Being at the right place at the right time. I went to, uh, I'll shout them out over at uh, Alamo uh, Comic Con. Um, I had a great experience there on two different occasions. And the last one that I went to, I went because uh, Mr. Michael Keaton um, was there, and we had a couple items that uh, that we had to get had to get signed for our, our collection. Um, and I just have to be by the right vendor booths during that weekend and talking to the right people. And I made a couple of really, really fantastic connections while I was there. And that's what's going to um, make Lilu, uh even bigger than it already is. Um, I've already been in contact with a few people that I've made these connections with from there. And we've actually gotten, without giving names, we've actually been given offer. We've been offered people that haven't done so it, next year is looking to be very good. Very Awesome.
0: The next bonus question, who is your favorite Muppet and why?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
2: Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll start
1: because I'll
2: throw it in really quick. Uh, part of the Alamo story is <laughs> one of the guys that joined us in, um, dinner that night is actually, uh, Guy Gilchrist. Um, Artist, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he did uh, like the Muppet Babies. Oh, he did okay. all, all the art for it. He was Jim Henson's like right arm guy. Like he was at his side at all times and behind the camera and stuff and drawing. And so that was really cool because it was all like Muppet talk and animation and Jim Henson. So that 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 was really wild. My favorite Muppet probably I don't I'm I'm a I'm I'm a comedy guy. I'm a funny guy, so I like silly things that make me laugh. So I like all the ones like who is it, Beaker, all the ones that don't really talk, the, the ones that didn't, like the ones that make the funny sounds. Beaker, Swedish Chef. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I always made noises and sound effects when I was a kid. So I like I was like those guys. I was drawn to them.
1: I, as a kid, I liked like Beaker. And the Swedish chef, but as an adult, I identify more with the <laughs> two old guys in the wing, <laughs> <It's>
3: so, <grumpy. laughs>
1: so I think I'm more of the grumpy old men in the theater wing now than I am the Swedish chef or beaker <laughs>
3: true.
0: Oh, Ordo- Ordoff and Statler, or something like that, yeah,
1: yeah two grumpy guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. they were based off of the uh, two guys from uh, the Eddie Murphy movie. Was it? Yeah. They
3: were no, right they out. were around before they are,
1: that. They were based off. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> I think all... They were around before. I don't know about
0: that. We'll research and get back to it.
1: <laughs> Who's your mother? <gasps> nice.
0: I'm a weirdo. What
2: was, what was his name of his chicken? He had a chicken that had a uh, oh yeah a female's name right? Yeah. There was his name. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm is always <laughs> random. He was like say the name. And pop out of the I love the Muppet Babies when the Muppet Babies first come on. I'm, oh. I'm googling it.
0: I hope Disney Plus gets the original Muppet Babies on there at some point. Because I, yeah, I love...
1: Sure. It, 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 her name was Camilla the Chicken. Okay.
3: There
0: we go.
2: One cool thing, and I can't, I'm not going to say the person's name because they might not want the uh, that information out there. Um, but I had the privilege of uh, visiting a, fellow co- a movie prop collector's home. Um... And they had so much awesome stuff, stuff that uh, I wasn't even allowed to like tell Ashley about or take pictures of. And one of the, some of the things that he had was on his wall. He had actual Fraggles. He had Fraggle puppets just chilling on like these prop-made, like replica rocks that like were built into the wall and stuff, and like wow. a whole place, like the little glass blocks and stuff. And I was baffled. Like, ah, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, I, I was like, is that real? Are those real fraggles And like, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have your answer about Sattler and Waldorf. You were wrong, sir. <laughs> they appeared in 1975, which is before no, the right. two men in, in, um, in Coming to America. So maybe it was so the Coming other way around. To maybe no, not Coming to America. Well, they were also Coming to America. Uh, but they were named after... Um, the they were named after the Waldorf Astoria and the Statler Hilton Hotels in New York City. Which I don't think the Statler Hotel still exists. But they started in, um, they were from 1975 to 1990 when Jim
3: Henson died.
2: So the, maybe the ones that, from the movie were based off the puppets.
1: I don't know, but... <laughs> But they started in 1975, which is possible because that movie came out in the
3: 80s.
0: I started in 1975.
1: <laughs> You're, maybe you were the baseman. Maybe. Or <laughs> that like, wife is
0: <laughs> So the last bonus question is, in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you?
1: Oh, oh, hell on here, here, let's do this. Let's twist it up. I name the person for you, you need the person for me. Ah, that's okay, for you. Either I that would be harder. No, it's easier. See how well you know me. Um <laughs> Johnny Knoxville or Jim Carrey for you. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> You didn't say how old the person had to be. Sure, so I don't know. okay, okay, so '90s Jim not, Carrey, right? I'm, I'm, okay? I'm
3: not good at casting.
1: Okay, who would you think would play me?
3: I...
2: Winona Ryder. Okay. <laughs>
3: okay,
1: I'll take that. I don't know. Like current Winona or
3: mm, no okay.
1: '90s Winona? Yeah. Okay, so 92 characters.
0: <laughs> so um where, where can everybody find you online to find more and um get details where to send their stuff if they want to participate?
1: Internet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh all all the the main information is at uh lilu multiprops uh, com. Um but they can find us on uh Facebook. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram by just searching Lulu multiprops we're the only ones out there. Um, you will see the logo you'll see circles you'll see the squiggly lines you'll know it's us We try to have the that iconic orange and uh, and, and and black colors in the logo um, so we're not we're, we're not we're not hard to
1: find fun fact I stole the orange idea from Fire Festival. <laughs> documentaries, and they took the orange tile as a marketing tool because they. Did you watch right. it?
0: I watched both of the documentaries. That they was having... nuts.
1: You scroll on Instagram; they use the orange tile to make people stop because it's yeah. something off print. So I stole that idea. That's smart. Because orange is not a normal color for a company; it's usually primary colors. So I stole that idea. Sorry. Fire festival. But oh,
2: we're always trying to, we trying to post.
0: <laughs> Hey, you're doing so better I'm than to fire to festivals. So.
1: <laughs> no, we not doing a fire festival, but that was actually a brilliant marketing tool, um, that actually worked. Um. Bright colors. Yeah. So we actually.
2: Bright colors are always that, good.
1: That's why we used the, and then actually tied into Leeloo's hair, um, So it actually worked out, but that was the basis. We wanted something that was different and stood out. So we actually, I was like, why don't we just use the orange like in Fire Festival and it ties in with her hair. So everything um, has that orange tie in. So our business cards has orange. Um, Our tablecloths at conventions has black and orange. Everything has that black and orange kind of theme.
2: But we're not hard, we're not hard to find. We're uh, we're out there. We respond pretty quick. So I mean, if you, if you send us a message at eight o'clock in the morning,
0: yeah, it's right, very very true. Sh- shortly after the Kevin Smith stuff, I reached out to you guys. I'm like, this is cool. I need to see if they want to come on. And I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that we didn't cover? You know, we talked for an hour and a half, so I think we covered quite a bit. But is there anything we missed that you guys want? people to know?
2: No, I mean, uh, we definitely, we're definitely going to keep adding new stuff, whether it's just, uh, like entertainment stuff just for, for visual purposes or so that people know that we're still relevant instead of just posting items that we're selling all the time. Um, we'll post, uh, setting up our props or new props when we get them for fans that, that are into seeing that kind of stuff. Um, Feel free to, for anyone to email us or send us questions or comments about anything um, from anything from collectibles to autographs to movie props, uh, anything entertainment-wise. We we try to try to do a little bit of everything as far
3: as entertainment.
1: Yeah, and even like the the boards, the board that we showed before, um, those have been selling really well. Actually, we only have like we, a we handful. Less, yeah, we have
2: less than half lot. We
1: have like a handful of boards. Um, And once those are gone, i you only made 50 boards.
2: Yeah, the limited edition of 50, things. and that's it.
1: And that's it. They'll never be made again. There's only so,
2: one unsigned one that's out there, and Kevin's got it.
1: Yeah. Kevin's, Maybe, he Kevin he might, He might have signed his own board. Kevin
2: felt <laughs> <thought> bad, <laughs> bad taking it.
1: Yeah, um, he actually may have signed his own board. Yeah.
2: But, <laughs> know, we, we do try to give back whenever we can. There were a couple random people. um, that just for fun, I did like a little Willy Wonka thing, and like I would just go and grab some like unsigned merch from from our collection, and I would throw it into someone's box like just randomly.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, <clears throat> Kevin was nice enough to, while he was there, he gave a couple extra autographs, and he started signing extra hockey pucks for us.
1: We used them as weights. We used for them as weights for the posters, posters. the
2: paper
0: and corners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just started signing them.
2: Um, so what we're doing is all that stuff that he was nice enough to sign to extra we're holding on to that, and that's the stuff that we're going to use for like giveaways and stuff like that the contest um uh, so we're giving it back like obviously we can very easily just take it and sell it with the rest of our stock, but everything that Kevin signed to extra for us is will be going going away to for free to to people over time
1: yeah, and we also um we have some. They people watch on our social media. We actually have something cool coming up for the holiday season. Um, do want to
2: yeah, we're it? we're gonna try to uh, I think for 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 Black Friday.
1: Black Friday, we have Black something kind of cool. We're gonna
2: we're gonna pick uh, um, some selective items to to have at uh at a discounted price so that fans can get. Oh Some view is stuff. And one idea that we're tossing around is we might actually do a very limited view askew mystery box. Mystery box. Um, and it would include signed merchandise, or rare merchandise, unsigned merchandise. Um, but you'd be guaranteed to get
3: uh, an autograph from
2: Jeff or Kevin as well as other viewers uh, people. Things from unopened packs of trading cards from either mall rats or clerks, uh, the chances of a signed card, uh, a signed poster, we have visors, hats, action figures, books, DVDs, hockey sticks, hockey pucks, but we would definitely make it worth everyone's while. Again, this is, it would be super limited. I'm not sure what the price range would be on it, but it would be m- m- way more in value than Spending. We yeah. might even do uh, like a, a VIP tier to where um, you'd get one of the like premium items, whether it's like one of the skateboards, uh, as well as like shirts and some other stuff, or people want to sign pumpkins with a slew of other stuff. Yeah. So we're we're gonna do that for the holidays too.
1: Yeah, it'd be a really cool like little um, Christmas gift for like the ultimate fan or something. So. Well,
0: very cool. Th- thanks again for coming on and. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time.